0: Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57, The Sky in T, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sunny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, Good food and fun times including an occasional Jack Daniels okay so a few Jack Daniels here he is Dave Holly
1: thank you Zach Dresch man did we have a great show last Friday at Boss's Comedy Club Zach was a headliner while I was the feature act Emily Wilson was host and opener and boy did she nail it speaking of Emily she and I will be hosting another Vaughty show as The Vaudes presents Lucky 7's Variety Show next Friday, 7 p.m. on the seventh day of the seventh month. Yeah, clever, right? Lucky 7's. Uh, and who knows, you might be lucky. We've got some uh, prizes that we'll be giving away as well. Uh, and this is going to take place out at Wild Prairie Winery near Brandon. Scheduled acts and advance ticket sales available at thevaughties.com, and that's T H E. V-A-U-D-I-E s dot com or follow the vaudis on Facebook and scan the QR code that's on the poster. One other announcement to pass along, hinted at it earlier this year, it's finally going to happen. In the middle of August, we will start featuring individual Sioux Falls Arts Council microgrant winners. And that's going to be fun. Lots of great stuff going on there. Alright, so later in the show, we'll find out what it was like playing an iconic role. From Maddie Gerhardt, who just wrapped up playing Sandy in the premier Playhouse production of Grease. Coming up in a few minutes, Bear Botkins Stater's production of Romeo and Juliet starts tonight in Falls Park. Director Jaina Fitzsimmons gives us the details as we talk Shakespeare. Plus, we'll tell you who or what gets this week's honorable mention, as well as choose another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show... time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve.
0: Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here.
1: So long, hump day and your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Oh, lift them high, and you might be lifting them for a few days, I have the feeling, because next Tuesday is the 4th of July, so I wanted to get this in before we have our next episode. Independence Day, we the people. Well, enjoy what, for many of you, will be an extended weekend, but be safe, enjoy the fireworks, eat heartily, but first and foremost, be thankful for your freedom, that is something definitely to toast. Weekend eve toast is brought to you by the sky and tea. Boy, I tell you what, they toast a lot down there. The sky provides all caps fun. That is best had with friends. Have fun playing darts or shooting pool. Have fun listening to great live music from local musicians or have fun singing at karaoke. Maybe you need more room to hold a company party. Perhaps you've got a benefit of some sort going on. Sky's Big Back Room fits that bill. No matter what's going on at the Sky, it's local and it's lively. It is time to choose a lucky winner, a pizza with a podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram is automatically entered to win a free pizza from Suddy's Pizzeria. We pick a winner each week. And this week we say congratulations to Colin McKenzie. We'll be in touch with you, C-Mac. To get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin crust pizza. Pizza with the podcaster is brought to you by Sunny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sunny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sunnyspizzeria.com. Honorable mention. Oh, I tell you, the choices were plentiful for things that made me happy in the local A&E scene this past week. But I'm giving the nod to the show biz side this week. The Washington Pavilion announced this week that patrons can now go online at one place to get tickets to the Washington Pavilion events, as well as shows at the Orpheum and the South Dakota Military Heritage Alliance. The website is The number three, Encore.com. So, the number three and then E-N-C-O-R-E dot com. Thank you, Wash Pav. We appreciate it. Later on, we hear from actor Maddie Gerhart. Up next, director Jane Fitzsimmons
0: on the Dave Holly Hour. Check out the new Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls. Conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes through the Sioux Falls Community Education Program and special open studio nights every Thursday evening. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964.
2: Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th.
0: For him, every day is a Holly day. Here again, Dave Holly
1: welcome back everyone yes you know i love to say at the beginning of every conversation it's such a pleasure to talk about sioux empire arts and entertainment and uh, i always know that at least once a year we're going to hook up with jana fitzsimmons who has been on the show prior and welcome back first of all thank you yes and this being a thursday means that uh in the summer It's time for some Shakespeare.
3: It is. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Bear Botkin's Theater is opening tonight, and I don't know if there's a statistic, and I didn't have time to look it up, but I am thinking that of all the Shakespeare plays, Romeo and Juliet is probably the most recognizable because of how many high schools Maybe not have done the production, but probably in lit class, Mm -hmm. read the play. And how many sitcoms have used (laughs) it as a basis for one of their episodes before? And so that obviously means that there's been all sorts of different takes on Romeo and Juliet, but how is Bear Botkins gonna do that outside and put the Bear Botkins spin on it?
3: Yeah, oh, we've really enjoyed working on this play. And like you said, it, when a play is so recognizable, when so many people have had contact with mm-hmm. it, either in their studies or as actors or performers themselves, or just like in pop culture, right? Okay. Um, it's always you know kind of a challenge to work with one of those scripts and to put our own kind of spin on it and to help audiences access it in a new way. But like you said, we have our signature bear bodkin style that that we bring to it. (laughs) And so what audiences can expect from our Romeo and Juliet is an accessible version um, that has a small cast of actors that double to play all of the parts. And we ask our audiences to use their imagination quite a lot with us Mm -hmm. because we have a really bare bones approach to staging. So we use really minimal set and prop and costume pieces. And we ask our audience to imagine things along with us. Um, We involve our audience in numerous ways. The actors are so close to the audience. We're kind of all together there in the beautiful Queen Bee Mill um and yeah so that's kind of how we will be putting our spin on the story is you know just to bring it to life um in all of its kind of beauty and you know it's a classic for a reason
1: that's for sure and uh so looking forward to that again it uh, starts up tonight uh you mentioned queen bee mill that's mm-hmm. in the, for those that uh, maybe aren't familiar it's a part of falls park it is a free show yes now, do you still like people to kind of RSVP just so you get an idea or?
3: Nope. No just RSVP first, needed. It's
1: just a first come, first serve on Yeah. This?
3: Everybody's invited All right. and you just show up. Uh, so that's kind of the, beauty, the beautiful thing is you don't need tickets. You don't have to pay. You just come to the gates of the Queen Bee Mill. We start handing out free tickets at six o'clock before every show. We open the gates for seating at 630 so audience members can get settled in. Mm-hmm. Um, we ask folks to bring their own lawn chairs or okay. blankets to sit yeah. in. So they can be really comfortable. We don't have bleachers in the space um, this year, and oh. so yeah, that's kind of been a new change over the past couple of years. Uh-huh. Um, people really like sitting in comfortable lawn chairs True. and not on metal bleachers. Yeah. So I can't say I blame <laughs> well, them. Well,
1: for one thing, uh, depending upon how sunny it gets, <laughs> right, it, it might be better that way too. Yes. That if, if something's not on metal, <laughs>
3: right? Exactly. <laughs> to make exactly. Yeah. All
1: right, so. Uh, I'm going to play Mr. Sarcasm here. <laughs> okay. Couldn't you get some good actors? In oh, side? I know. What oh, a bummer it's been. <laughs> Loaded cast. Yes. Goodness gracious. Tell us about everybody and what they're doing.
3: Yeah, this. We have an absolutely outstanding cast. I mean, I consider myself lucky every year. We have mm-hmm. wonderful actors come out to audition for us. It's just, it's always so fun to see just the incredible range of talent that we have in our area, in our region. Um, and this year it's just been so exciting to work with just i mean like you said loaded cast it's been yeah. a dream um so as romeo and juliet we have tatiana chance who's playing juliet oh, wow. marisa yeah. mosier playing romeo uh, i know and marisa's uh, new uh, to uh, us uh, this year uh, this is her
1: bear bodkins debut wow I, but it- I think she's hit most of the theaters now. I think so, too. Yeah, she maybe one that's missing, but... Yeah, yeah. they are definitely
3: a favorite oh. uh, on the Sioux Falls stage, so we are really excited to get to work with Marisa. Um, and they are just electric together as the, the title characters. Um, we also have returning Bear Bodkin's kind of favorites, um, folks like Jeff Larson, mm-hmm. Debbie Jones, Ryan Howe, Nolan Whiff is back this year, and then another new face um, is Betty Kay Merkel, who's oh, kind yeah. of a new... New, new face right. in Sioux Falls, but has like made a big splash oh, already. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also we have returning our fight choreographer Dakota Driver, who's back with us. Um, he's kind of visiting the area again. Uh-huh. He's, he's out in LA now, but uh, has joined us again this year to oh, that's stage fantastic. our fights. Yeah, yes, uh,
1: gives you a little lee- leeway without having to block that part, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, and of course it's all a collaboration. And and he and I, are, you know, I feel like we have a really strong partnership when we're kind of staging the fights and storytelling that way um, because it's all kind of a part of the larger vision and the larger mm-hmm. storytelling. But it is wonderful to kind of say, okay, here's kind of what needs to happen in this fight or here's the story that's being told and then just see how he works his magic with with how he works with the actors.
1: And some of your actors have directing experience as well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really like, it's been such a fun process um, to work with with such a talented group folks that really understand you know kind of what it is that we're doing um really understand the the kind of mission and the the kind of goals of accessibility and, and clear storytelling that we have um and it's been such a fun collaborative process because i can bring an idea to rehearsal as the director and just watch them run with it so it's really great i feel like uh, oftentimes my role is like planting a seed and then i just watch it <laughs> like yeah totally bloom like in, in- hours of you know rehearsal and it's just fantastic.
1: Alright, so when did you start rehearsing
4: then?
3: We started rehearsing at the beginning of the month. Um, so we have a really short rehearsal process. Oh, wow. That's kind of another thing like uh, Bear Bodkins embraces mm-hmm. what's called original practice yeah. Shakespeare production. So we kind of think about doing Shakespeare in the way that Shakespeare was done during Shakespeare's own time and uh, one of the things that was a production practice way back then um, was a shorter rehearsal process. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what we embrace. And we know that people are really busy in the summer. And, you know, when you have folks like this in the cast, they're all involved with other things and they all have their own theater companies. And, you know, so we we really have them for a short amount of time and we really make the most of our time together.
1: All right. So you mentioned going back to the way Shakespeare would have done things, but yet mm-hmm. you always have it modernized. Too. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what part of modernization will we see and recognize and go? Oh, great way to tie that in.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, something that I am always excited about year after year is, um, you know, how we can kind of, I don't know, have a conversation with historical production. When we think about Shakespeare being done um, in the 15 and 1600s, um, women weren't allowed to be. Mm -hmm. part of you know public theater performances and so now we get to kind of do whatever we want in terms of the gender (laughs) of the
1: well (laughs) how how ironic right you know because in his time uh Romeo might have been playing a Juliet too. Right, exactly. Yeah,
3: so there's, so we get to kind of have that that conversation with history. And that's something that I always think is a fun way to bring the stories into our own time and to also kind of shine a light on some of the dynamics in the play that exist. Um, And so we have actors of all gender in our cast playing characters of all genders. And so um, that's something that I always look forward to, kind of how we can creatively tell stories that way. Also, I always have so much fun figuring out the doubling, um, meaning what actors are going to play which characters and how they're going to switch between those characters. And so that's another kind of um, nod to historical production practice that we always have a lot of fun with today.
1: Yeah, I I always think uh, in in terms of the productions that you do with Bear Botkins. I think of Debbie Jones mm-hmm. and how well she switches back and forth between characters. Yes. And I've I've seen Marisa play different characters, but I'm I'm really gonna be interested to uh to see uh her approach it like that. And you know, I, I kinda have the feeling maybe there's gonna be a little bit of Debbieism in that. <laughs>
3: Yeah. And and this is like, and Debbie is incredibly gifted and you will see her have many opportunities to do those really fast character yeah. changes that she excels at. Marisa gets to double a little less because they are playing right. Romeo. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, kind Romeo, of a heavy,
1: heavy duty part there. Yes. See Marisa
3: that. is busy uh, and has a, <laughs> has a lot to do and say in this place. So, but, but uh, my goal is always that every actor doubles at least a little bit. And so you'll see Marisa play another character as well. Um, and yeah, just kind of how the characters speak to one another. And like, you know, one of my favorite bits of doubling in this production is that the actor who plays Juliet, Tatiana chance also plays the apothecary later in the play that gives gives Romeo the poison (laughs) that will be his untimely (laughs) end. So it's kind of, you know, audiences can make those connections between the characters in kind of fun
1: ways. Oh, no doubt. That's uh, fantastic. I love it. So it starts up tonight. What are the other dates that will be running?
3: Yeah. So we run through July second and then we take a little break and then we have uh the second half of our run is july 6th through the 9th yeah. Yep. and our shows start at seven o'clock yeah that's, so
1: that's uh one thing that always uh, stays pretty pretty <laughs> yes. similar from year to year yep. uh so you know most people go romeo romeo <laughs> and they know that as a lie yes okay what's your favorite line
3: oh there are so many um
1: give us a top list then
3: uh okay yeah it this is such a fun play because there's so many iconic lines. There are those lines that you'll sit in the audience and you'll Pretty much be able to say along with mm-hmm. the actors, which is always fun. Um, but I love I, one of my favorite characters in this play is Friar Lawrence. This is you know Romeo's kind of mentor, and um, and it, Friar Lawrence is often the voice of reason. Not often, not always, um, <laughs> but often the voice of reason in this play. Um, and Friar Lawrence is played by Nolan Whiff, who's fantastic. And um, he so he's often kind of giving advice, and and I think some of the the best advice and one of the prettiest lines um, is at a certain point he says to Romeo, be patient. The world is broad and wide. So no reason to fly off the handle, like, yeah. you know, be measured. And I just think that's such a wonderful um, Shakespeare line to think about, uh, especially in in how we know this play goes. This is advice that's not exactly <laughs> adhered to, <laughs> but it's a gorgeous line.
1: Uh, so we're all familiar with the fact that the Shakespeare uh, just continues no matter what century it is, mm-hmm. no matter uh, where we are in, in the time frame. Do you often sit there and think, man, this guy was ahead of his time because of that?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's something about Shakespeare's plays, obviously, that really pull us in even today. Mm-hmm. And and I think the skill of his writing, the output that he was able to achieve, just the number of plays and the number of works that we have. Um, I think that it it makes him just so at home in our time as well. And so, yeah, I think definitely ahead of his time, definitely, you know, a, a genius of his time and, and beyond. Um, and it's just so fun to get to work with with his his writing with such a fantastic group of people yeah, every and, year. And
1: uh, wow, like I said, loaded up cast oh, on this yes. one. Oh, goodness gracious. So very much looking forward to nothing else just to that. Yeah. Uh, You know, I always look forward to how the the spin on a a classic is going to be done, how it's going to be modernized, and that. But wow, when I saw that cast list.
3: Ooh. I know I'm All so right. lucky. <laughs> uh,
1: are, are we thinking ahead to next year? Uh, do you already know what uh, might be coming down the line?
3: I don't know what's okay. coming down the line next year. We're, we're always kind of thinking ahead, and and but we what what it comes down to, um, every year we kind of have to look at who's around, who mm-hmm. is like kind of in the area, and and what makes sense. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Romeo and Juliet came around this year. Um, our company is kind of younger um, at the moment, and so yeah, we had a good opportunity to. To feature, you know, kind of a cast of some up and coming folks, um, but yeah, the we're it's always you know it's always fun to think about what could be, um, but we don't have an answer for what's to come <laughs> next year yet. And you know what? If I did, Dave, I don't know if I'd I tell wish you. Just,
1: yeah, <laughs> you see, I just See, that's one of those when it comes to upcoming projects and I know people want to keep quiet. I still ask it just in case they might slip <laughs> up. You know, like right? Nancy <laughs> Halverson from The Levitt before the schedule comes out. So, what can we expect? You know? so- <laughs> Well, <laughs> so it uh, never comes around that way, but uh, always uh, such a great time to see. Well, first of all, uh, to see a Shakespearean work. Second of all, to see Bear Botkins present that. Third of all, where you do it. Yeah. Falls Park. You know, what an absolutely great setting for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that uh, the Fullers, when uh, they first started, um, you know, put it there and uh, you've continued that and so mm-hmm. forth. But uh, what uh, is your favorite part about performing there uh, or it, directing in it your is, case? Yes. Directing <laughs> these days. I
3: started off as a performer with Bear Bodies yep. many years ago. But um, so I so I have that perspective in my memory, too. But, you know, like you said, it is just such a special place. It is, I think, one of the most beautiful um places in our city um and one of the most beautiful places to perform mm-hmm. um it just the the magic comes alive when it becomes a performance venue and one of my favorite things every year is just walking in the gates for the first time it's like coming home it's just such a welcoming environment and um and, and and directing in that space, I really just love how intimate it is. It's a large space. But when we get our audience in there, and and our audience sits on three sides, so we're kind of performing kind of three quarters in the round. um, And it's just such a a special environment where you're kind of close enough to touch uh, the actors on stage, you you know, we don't really have a backstage. So you kind of see the whole um, kind of process. You see the whole production, um, what's in front of you. And also, if you kind of take a look over your shoulder, Uh you're going to see someone maybe like picking up their prop for the next scene or getting ready to go on. Um, So I think that a lot of the barriers that we have in traditional theater settings um, and that are there for perfectly good reasons, we get to kind of let those go in an outdoor space. And um, it's just such a great way to interact with the work and to enjoy some beautiful, beautiful evenings out uh, Mm. in our beautiful parks.
1: You ever think of uh, doing the directing and the acting? at the same time? Oh, my gosh.
3: <laughs> you know, I... But I miss seeing you on
1: stage. Oh, well, <laughs> and I love being
3: on stage. And, and I, that's something that, you know, we're, we've kind of been talking about. And so maybe in, in coming years, mm-hmm. that'll be something where I can kind of hand off the directing responsibilities and return to a performance role. But um, but yeah, we'll have to get that, the timing uh, just right um, with that. Because I do love directing. That is what I consider my artistic home now. But... My gosh it is fun to perform shakespeare yeah. and it is so fun to perform out there at, at
1: what age did you fall in love with shakespeare
3: um oh man i fell in love with shakespeare probably when i was Twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. um, and maybe I've told you this before, Dave, but I—I I, what did it for me was um, seeing the um, Emma Thompson, Kenneth Branagh version of Much Ado About Nothing yeah. on, on like HBO, yep. and I was like, "What is this?" You know, it just sort of like opened up this new world to me, and it was so fun and clear. And um, you know, I've always loved reading, and I've always loved theater, and my parents are so wonderful, and they've always encouraged me in that. And so, my gosh, I—I I, I remember the day my dad brought me home a complete work of shakespeare Ooh, that he just kind of found well done. yes dad <laughs> um, and and it was so exciting to have that and you know to read the plays and then of course to you know go to high school and, and get to study them even more um go to college and get to study them with wonderful professors and um you know and beyond in grad school at and a, was, a very great uh, at educational a institution yes, yes. no
1: <laughs> doubt about that Southwest Minnesota State University. Yes, but we we share <laughs> our yes, alma mater. They all <laughs> very <alma>. proudly. <laughs> uh, so, at what point was it then uh, when uh, the Fullers uh, left and, and you took over? Yeah.
3: So I became the. What, what kind
1: of a uh, you know jump was that for you to to take over the company?
3: it was i you know i just it felt really natural it felt like you mm-hmm. know just kind of the next step like i said i had been uh, a performer and director with the the company for for many years or several years at that point um and so yeah i became the artistic director in 2010 and when i and that also kind of coincided with when i began teaching at augustana i mm-hmm. had finished my master's degree um and yeah it just it was so like it just you know, it just felt like it worked. And stepping into that role was so liberating. And it was just so fun to get to kind of put my own spin and my own mark mm-hmm. um, on this company, um, you know, for the past
1: 11 well, what, years. what did you learn from them? I mean, they're they're such great. Uh, well, first of all, they're great human beings. Uh, but uh, the talent that they have for acting and directing as well was just uh, phenomenal. So yeah. what was it uh, from... Uh, them that you said, Ooh, I gotta keep this in <laughs> mind when I get this.
3: Yeah. I think it's just, you know, a love of the work mm-hmm. and that's something that, you know, it, like it's so necessary to doing this, um, that you just really have to love it. You have to love every part of it. And, um, um, you know, I know that when they, you know, left and moved on, they were ready to do that. Like that they were excited for the next step and we were all excited for them. And to kind of have that excitement um, of my own to grow into the role, um, right. I think, was really, really a gift.
1: All right. Well, you mentioned, you know, that uh, you happened to work at Augustana. <laughs> I uh, do. And uh, wow, uh, we saw uh, Drowsy Chaperone mm-hmm. and then the uh, last production as well and just absolutely uh, loved him. Uh, but Drowsy Chaperone especially. (laughs) What an amazing production.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh,
1: because I I sat there and it's like, okay, I can see where this is going. I like the retro stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. playing. And, you know, back then, if you did get a soundtrack of a musical, Mm -hmm. it actually had the dialogue in it and so forth. It wasn't just what the individual songs were. Mm -hmm. And so the whole thing written so well, And choreographed so well. Mm -hmm. And I think what I really just loved about this is that with all those cast members, every one of them was in something big at some point in that production. How did you get it all done? (laughs)
3: You know, that was such a, a fun collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say you mentioned the choreography and, and the choreographer was Lisa Conlin, who is just wonderful. Love her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, incredible. And I just love how she works with with um, dancers and actors, and it was just such a gift to to work together on that. Um, but yeah, it it the way we got it done was by collaborating, right? Everybody had um their their kind of task. And then, you know, as the director kind of being the person who's like looking at all of these moving parts and kind of helping them come together. And so that was, um, what a, a collaboration with our, um, newly founded school of music at Augustana. Mm-hmm. And, um, it and was an
1: interesting, uh, place where they played from. in that Yeah. As well. So we,
3: we always have to be creative yeah. in our kind of odd theater. We have this like really cool performance space, but it is like a challenge to have a live band in there with us. And so that's one of the reasons why in in recent years we've used pre-recorded music. Um, and so this was like kind of the return of a live a live mm-hmm. musical accompaniment to our, our musical theater offering. And it was just so fun to work with Pete Folliard and to have that collaboration with the the Department of Music and Russell Spenningson. And, and um, yeah, like the, the cast was so ready for something like that. Our students were just so right there. And yeah, without them being completely committed, to the project and being so excited and just taking on these like kind of wacky and wonderful characters, mm-hmm. um, we wouldn't have been able to achieve uh, this the project. So.
1: I'm, I'm very curious about uh, one of the leads. Did he know how to roller skate prior? <laughs> No, seriously. <laughs> yes. Um,
3: wow. Yeah. So Dave is talking about a, a, a part in the play where one oh. of the actors has to roller skate blindfolded, no yeah. less. Um, and this is a, a wonderful actor, a student actor named Scott Schlanta, and he learned to roller skate. He learned to tap dance also for that role. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's something that I think is really great about Augie Theater is that we just like. If you can't do it when you start, you'll do it you'll, by the time you get the, we'll the, the stage. You're <laughs> right. going to be it. Yeah, but he was really committed to that role and learned a lot of really fun new things.
1: Yeah, well, I would have thought he'd been roller skating for years. Yeah, he became he, a master. It's fantastic to watch <laughs> uh, and made you also go, oh, Yes. Because he came close to the end of the stage mm-hmm. here a few times. <laughs> it's like, Oh, Uh, yes a little suspense yeah what is the fun about being a professor of theater
3: uh you know What's not fun? I mean really, with, <laughs> the true. the fun outweighs the not fun, um for sure, but i i I think the best thing is just working with such wonderful students, wonderful colleagues, and, you know, getting to think about big ideas together and to tell stories together. Um it's just, you know, a really rewarding job, and I get to learn new things all the time. I get to meet new people all the time. And so it just feels so different year to year. and i love I love that variety,
1: yeah. and uh, obviously, some of them go on to, uh, be in summer shakespeare things yes. with it just so happens <laughs> that i get to see About some of up. my favorite
3: students right all year round
1: <laughs> so I'll ask it again, except now for Augie. What's coming up next year?
3: Ooh, okay. We have a nice uh, a nice lineup next year. So we're going to start with our new play festival. We do this every other year. It's one of my very favorite things, um, where it's three nights of different new play offerings. Mm-hmm. So we invite a regional playwright to join us. Um, we do readings of their work. We spotlight student work. And then we have our 24-hour play, which is always delightful and weird and sleep-deprived. And, the, and it's you know a treat. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's our students kind of put together um, short plays um, over the course of fewer than 24 hours. So that's our first kind of fall slot on the main stage. Um, after that, we are doing a really cool collaboration for a production of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer um, that we are collaborating with Dakota Players and mm-hmm. Lifescapes for an all oh, abilities nice. performance. Yeah, so oh. it'll be a really cool collaboration and I can't wait. Um, and then in the spring we'll have the, the premiere of a new play called This Is My Body that's written by Richard Swanson, a playwright Right. actor that we know and love yes. um, that he's collaborated with two student playwrights also. And we've been workshopping that um, over the last year or so. So that'll be first in the spring. And then our final performance will be the musical, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee.
1: Oh, yeah. very cool. Lots of great stuff coming up. Yes. Uh, and uh, like you said, when you're, uh, I asked you about you know what's the best part about being a professor you know just the the variety of yes. everything and, and such great stuff. All right, so uh, let's let's plug uh, Bear Botkin's Romeo and Juliet again starting up tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get your free tickets starting at six. Gates, quote-unquote, uh, mm-hmm. open at uh, 6.30, and then the show starts at 7. Get your lawn chair and your body down there to enjoy some uh, great, great talent, and then it continues through this weekend and then uh, also next, correct?
3: Yes, the 6th through the 9th will finish up. But, yeah, we yeah. look forward to seeing everyone
1: out at the at, Queen Bee Mill. At Falls Park. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot. All right. The traditional questions, and uh, I should have these memorized by now <laughs> with you. Uh, I know you have lots of dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, besides that, what else keeps you occupied when you're not part of arts and entertainment?
3: Oh, well, a big thing that has kept me occupied is I've been working on my doctorate and I just finished. So I am a doctor. Oh, that congratulations. is congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So that's been kind of a big thing that, you know, this summer is kind of the, my first summer off in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm finding new things to occupy my time, <laughs> which is exciting to have a little bit more time for, you know, hobbies and, and you know, mm-hmm. friends and family and things when my, all of my time has been consumed with writing and researching. And,
1: and, and have we found some hobbies then?
3: Well, I'm working on You're it. You're working on
1: that. <laughs> what, what's, at the, what's at the top of the list? Of, you know, oh, I think this would be fun.
3: You, uh, I think that um, like just resting, like kind of doing nothing has been kind of fun to try. A little bit ah, of. That's um, a good one. But I, I,
1: I am a pro at that one. <laughs>
3: I am like a beginner oh, at yeah, that no, one, thanks. so I'm trying. You'll have to give me some some advice there, but um, but no, I mean I I think that and every summer I just love spending time in the garden, spending time with the dogs, and we yeah. have a new little um a little puppy uh, Fitzsimmons at our house now. Oh, so my. Yes, a new what addition, kind? a Dachshund. Not mm-hmm. surprising because we have the <laughs> yeah. long and low dogs at our house. Um, but yes, Clover Fitzsimmons is a new addition, and oh, she's Clover. a yes, like she's That's a delight.
1: A <laughs> oh yes. excellent! All right. Right, Jane, it's always been a, a great pleasure to have you in the um, on the show, and I believe first time here at the Dipsy Doodle Production Studio. Yes,
3: what a cool studio, yeah. what a cool place! Thank you. Yes, yeah. and you know it was like exactly one year ago. We this is sort of our our date that we. Yeah. <laughs> so I was here. We were on the podcast. I, I last. didn't
1: even think of it that way, but yes. you are right. Yeah, it's, all right.
2: It's scheduled. All right, <laughs> so
1: Bear Bodkins Theater, Augustana Theater. It's wonderful that you are so involved. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment dr perry langston and dr Corey tooney no excellence is in you that's why they provide you with excellent care at xo chiropractic improving your overall health in spirit body mind and will get results the natural way arrange a consultation 605-332-9235 or Exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment,
0: 605-334-1463. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Hawley.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, I gotta find some other ways to say it, don't I? But you, it always makes you wonder now, Well, Dave always says, it's always a pleasure to talk Swampire Arts and Entertainment. How's he going to do it this time? Well, this time I get to welcome a new guest to the program. Fresh off of playing Sandy in Greece, it's Madison Gerhardt. How are you, Maddie? I'm
4: good. How are you?
1: Wonderful. So good to see you, and it was great to see you on stage. Uh, We caught uh, the first weekend, but you had uh, two weekends here. So you've uh, rested?
4: Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was so busy for a few weeks there, and it was just nice to be able to relax a little bit these past few nights. Yeah. You
1: know, the people that aren't involved in uh, local theater uh, and uh, don't understand the commitment that goes into it, because... When did you start rehearsing? Probably six, eight weeks ago?
4: Yeah, about eight weeks ago. Um, wow. Fresh from Cinderella. We overlapped That's our rehearsals and right. our performances. So yeah. during Cinderella performances, we were actually starting rehearsals for Grease.
1: Yeah, and there were a few crazy. of you that had to do that then, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. uh, not uncommon for that to take place. Correct. Uh, and uh, so what was it like to take on an iconic role?
4: Oh my gosh. Um I talked about this on the news as well. It's uh-huh. I mean just growing up watching the movie all the time, you you see Olivia Newton-John as someone who is just so incredible and amazing and she does a great job in the movie, but taking on the role in the musical, it's like uh, I didn't even I had no words when I found out that I was Sandy. I cried. I called my mom. I like <laughs> I didn't know what to do and, you know, working with Oliver and everything to kind of figure out how to take on that role has been incredible, incredible.
1: Is that the role that you auditioned for? Yes. Yep. I I, I auditioned
4: for, um, I got a callback for Marty as well, Mm -hmm. Um, but I really wanted Sandy. I mean, it was my dream role for the longest time, so...
1: Well, and you got it, and you nailed it. It was a fantastic performance. Really, <laughs> really enjoyed it. Uh, different to see you was a blonde though.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is there a point when you put on a wig and uh, get uh, get into your costume, get made up, and so forth, that Maddie suddenly is Sandy?
4: Um. Definitely, when I put on that wig. Ah, uh, that was the last thing that I would do before every performance. I'd have my makeup on. I'd have my costume on. Mm-hmm. But when I the second I put that wig on, it was sandy.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so interesting to see that., uh, but uh, it's been good to see you on stage quite a bit,
4: yeah, because oh my gosh. really,
1: in the past year, you've been very busy, haven't you?
4: Yes. um, I actually my first, Ever production was back when we were Sioux Empire Community Theater mm-hmm. and that was Mamma Mia. But I took a break for a while there because I was in high school at the time and I was in show choir and then I started college and I was in choir. Um But Cabaret is when I really stepped out of my comfort yeah. zone. I was the youngest in the cast by a few years and it was definitely a learning experience. I was a swing for all the Kit Kat mm-hmm. dancers. I got to go on stage twice and then just I jumped right back into it with Young Frankenstein and Cinderella and it was just such a good, I'm, I'm glad that I had the opportunity that I did to be a swing and to be an understudy before I was right. in an actual big role, because I feel like that would have been too, almost too big of a step.
1: Yeah. And, uh, let's talk about that step then, you know, because you have done some understudy work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, when it comes to taking that on right off the top, when you get the big role, um, there's a lot of pressure, responsibility, demand to be great. Uh, in something like that. How did you face that?
4: Oh my gosh it was really scary opening night. I'm like you know this is a show that everyone knows that everyone loves and I know that people are there to watch us and 95% of the people in the crowd would not have the guts to do the same thing on the stage. So it's like
1: I use that a lot. Really? A friend told me that 95% of the people that are watching us would never have the chutzpah to to be up oh, on stage yeah, to yeah. do this so I they're gonna love you
4: <laughs> 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 that's too funny but yeah it's just it's it's incredible you know that feeling when when you finally finish that first show in front of an audience and you get that either standing ovation or cheers and yells and you have your whole family there supporting you and then you that's when you finally realize that like all that hard work and all the work that you put in has really paid off and it's it's just incredible
1: who was the uh, the favorite person for you to work with on this
4: Oh my gosh! Uh, one hundred percent Ted Van Alstein. Um, he is was an incredible Danny. Uh, mm-hmm. not only that, he was one of my best friends throughout the entire show. Um, there were many tears shed, <laughs> especially after hopelessly devoted on that closing night. Um, he was just waiting at the bottom oh. of the stairs, giving me a huge hug, and he's just the best of friends.
1: Well, you know, I think that was a comment that I made to you after we had seen the show.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, was you know almost every aspect of this production was top-notch mm-hmm. i mean the the tech the lighting you know and the, oh, the fun yeah. that they got to have with that uh the band being in that and just fantastic but i was blown away not just by acting and choreography which as well were great uh but the singing of everybody oh
4: my gosh. And
1: how many different people had, you know, great singing parts.
4: Right. Yeah.
1: And yeah. it was just uh, so fun to see that. Uh, how's that feel on stage when you're trying to concentrate on what you're singing and all of a sudden here's everybody else around you that starts up too?
4: Oh, my gosh. It- First of all, like with everyone being such incredible singers, it is so hard to compete with that. <laughs> I mean, you I, you want the audience's attention, and you want you want that um, that glory on the stage. But it is it is incredible to just be surrounded by so many people who are so incredibly talented. I mean, who would have known that Little Sioux Falls, South Dakota, had so yeah. many talented people? But um, that was actually one of the things that I struggled with the most was, uh, during raining on prom night, it was hard for me to keep singing while listening to Becky as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the incredible do- job that she does, but, um, it w- it was so hard for me to keep singing cause I kept wanting to listen. And then I'm used to usually being like the background vocals. And so it's like, it's, it was definitely a process, but it's, it's a different feeling. Right.
1: First time as a lead in a, uh... A musical? Yes, yep. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, really having to concentrate on, on the solos and yeah, the duets yeah. and everything else mm-hmm. uh, takes a, a quite a bit of effort, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And so take us through the rehearsal process. You, you talked about it uh, being, you know, like eight weeks ago, you were overlapping with Cinderella at mm-hmm. the same time. Um, but, uh, you know, at what point did you just start uh, doing the reads and when did the blocking come in? When did the music all come together? And then, when do you start dancing after all that?
4: So, um, we started with a full run-through of the show. Just kind of, we sat in a circle and we all just read our parts and... You know, did our part, and then we moved into the music. It was a lot of music for the first few weeks because obviously we have to learn our solos and we have to get all the harmonies and everything figured out. But then after that, we stepped into the acting and blocking every single scene. We we went through step by step, and Oliver did a great job walking me through that because I've never had like a speaking part mm-hmm. in in my career as an actress, and so it's like <laughs> I was stepping into a completely new role and a completely new just world of acting and it was incredible to learn. But um, after that, we kind of started integrating the choreography. We, we learned everything separately before we started putting it together, but I was kind of sad because I didn't get much choreography and I love dancing, but um, I really only got to dance in the last few songs, which is really sad, but it was so much fun watching um, other individuals learn and just even learning along with them, stepping in for other people who may have been missing at rehearsals and such. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's always wonderful working with Megan and Oliver, of course, and even casey he he walked us through a lot of oh. that comedic stuff. but it was it was an interesting process. I mean, it's very intricate and it's very down, like deep, like you get into the deep and it's it's awesome. yeah, it's great just being able to break down those scenes and. Really, really dig into it
1: well I guess that's the the one thing about a musical that I've always been intrigued by is it's not just acting, it's not just dancing, it's not just music, it's all three. You put it all together mm-hmm. and uh, it's just amazing to watch and it was such a beautiful production in besides being just a, a great fun production uh in in terms of where you want to go now now that you've had a lead role, what's next on your agenda?
4: Oh, boy. Next step is the Little Mermaid auditions, um, okay. which are coming up, I believe, in August. I'm not exactly sure. That's what I'm assuming. But... um. Yeah, uh, I'm going for Ariel in that, but I would really like to also try out for Flounder. So we'll see where that goes. But Uh um, I just can't wait to see people step into those roles. Ursula will be an awesome one. I'm hoping Casey tries out for that one Um, because she is just (laughs) amazing. She has an incredible voice. She'd be perfect. Um, And just seeing people from even Cinderella come back from past productions, new people, always meeting new people is fun. Um, and then hopefully I'll be around for Oklahoma. Um, I'd love to try out for Oklahoma and probably hair as well. But, um, you know, just it's. it's You're been...
1: pretty well looking at the whole season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
4: it's It's been fun just like learning new shows because mm-hmm. everyone knows like the basics, even like Cinderella and the Little Mermaid. But people haven't heard these versions before, so it's a little different. But it's, it's just fun just being fully integrated into the musical theater and just theater in general community
1: were you first excited about being in music or were you a, a child that grew up and said "Ooh, this acting thing looks kind of fun
4: so what
1: hit first
4: music for sure my mm-hmm. mom tells me all the time how she sang to me while I was in the bathtub and I would sing (laughs) back to her but she was a piano teacher for a while and she really got me into singing I mean my favorite movies when I was younger were Phantom of the Opera and Mamma Mia so if that says anything about me (laughs) I don't know what does but um she yeah has really been the one to motivate me my whole life when I was in show choir when I was in church choir any any choir at all just any musical aspects of my life have come from those moments when I was a little child and just being able to sing I sing all the time with my mom when I go home I mean she plays piano beautifully and so it's just um, music was definitely the first to come acting I've kind of been dramatic my whole life so it kind of (laughs) came a little bit easier but
1: (laughs) what about drama have you have you done any drama or is that uh, something that's uh, on the bucket list as well
4: You know, I have...
1: Hey, this is a bucket list considering how young you are. (laughs) I just went off the, chuck it off the the list of everything you want to do in your acting and performance career.
4: I really have wanted to learn more just about acting in general. Mm -hmm. I tried getting into it in high school, but it just wasn't working out for me. I was still really focused on show choir, singing and dancing. And so I haven't really like... I'm just now starting to learn about how to dramatize things mm-hmm. and you know I I'm really mellowing out as a person and so I think I'm just need to kind of get back into that um that groove but I I'm hoping to learn a lot more about the acting aspect because I think it's just wonderful how people can manipulate the audience feelings mm-hmm. and just it's it's wonderful it's awesome watching people on stage even like when understudies go on for us it's it's just incredible just watching them
1: that is an incredible thing, an understudy mm-hmm. when, when they get the opportunity to get on stage then. And uh, it, it's very tough if you've been around the production the whole time to go, well, how good was it? Who's who's better? You know, it, it's right. tough not to. Right. But uh, we're so blessed that luckily we can say, oh, they both did great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we see that just so often. But, you know. To be, because you're usually, uh, if you're an understudy, you're typically in an ensemble, a chorus, Mm -hmm. or uh, something along that line. And then all of a sudden, well, so and so sick tonight. Guess what? You're on. Yeah. And then you've got to take everything that you were thinking of. uh, Maybe, you know, you're so into the show that uh, it's pretty, you know, just uh, you're going to do it by rote when you get out there. And now you got to change your mind.
4: Right. Yeah. Right. And it's it's a completely new world. I mean, when I was in Cabaret, I got to go on opening night as mm-hmm. Lulu. Um, Maddie Lukomsky went on a Sally Bowles. She did beautifully. It's It's scary. Yeah. I mean, for Young Frankenstein, I had, I think, an hour's notice before we started getting ready. And, you know, Alex, she was getting sick. Right. And she tried warming up. And then it just wasn't working out. And I had maybe... 20 minutes for them to be like okay you're going on get your pink wig on and i'm like holy cow i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) and so they did run through some of the scenes and stuff with me like the bookcase scene and like all those kind of technical things that i needed but other than that it was i mean when malia had to go on for barry as Mm -hmm. the doctor i mean they did an amazing and it's just incredible to to work around other understudies as well. I mean Abby was my understudy for Sandy and she was also Frenchie's understudy and she went on for Frenchie for our pickup rehearsal and she mm-hmm. did wonderfully. I mean it's just so incredible to have even Abby work under me and I still learn from her all the time the way that she does scenes. I can kind of take something away from that and it's it's awesome. It's a huge learning experience for sure.
1: What was your favorite song in Greece?
4: Uh oh gosh either sandy um Mm -hmm. ted did a wonderful job so emotional um but of my own i would say probably hopelessly devoted it was a very Mm. emotional song for me really resonated just with my life and my past and everything it's just like it was such an incredible experience and just growing up singing that song Mm. it's so different when you're center stage and you're staring out into this audience and they're just cheering you on it's awesome
1: all right so what was the most fun song
4: the most fun song, <laughs> um, You're the One That I Want, yeah. probably, would be the most fun song. Uh, the one, the most fun one to watch was Hand Jive. I would watch that from the side of the stage, right. and it just looked like they were having so much fun.
1: What uh, do you hope you can bring to the next production you're in just, after having been a lead?
4: You know... That different perspective. I mean, being in the ensemble is so incredible. Just watching people grow on stage and bloom. But it's also incredible watching the ensemble do the same thing. I mean, you don't really realize it when you're in that part. But just the amount of support that you can give to those leads, even when they're new to it like I was. I mean, I felt the immense amount of support that people gave me. And it was just like something I've never experienced before. But I realized I was doing the same thing when I was in the ensemble. I mean, it's incredible. And just having that power behind you, it just makes the show so much better.
1: It was a very enjoyable production uh, from start to end. And of course, uh, that end means that uh, it's now over for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you already talked about some of the things that you want to get done uh, besides that. Uh, In terms of who you look up to, and that can be locally or it can be on Mm -hmm. a a big uh, uh, star-studded cast of some sort, Mm -hmm. who do you like as a female lead in a drama and who do you like as a female lead in a musical
4: um oh goodness there are so many people that i could choose um well i think in both aspects casey schultz 100 Mm. she is an incredible actress she has all the drama in in every good way possible um an incredible voice uh she is just like An incredible dancer yes she is all throughout the community always around always helping always there for you definitely a shoulder to cry on that's for sure i can tell you that um but she is just an incredible human being as well she is someone to talk to and she is just i don't even have words she is just amazing and i look up to her in every single way i've looked up to her since cabaret i mean she's like a big sister to me
1: and and uh, i would add the words damn fun
4: oh yeah (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, you... She's
1: a kick to be around.
4: Yeah, you can just, like, we've walked around downtown, we've gotten food, we've okay. we've gone out to eat, and it's just, she's always fun. She brings the fun to every place, and it's just, she's incredible.
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, so then on the uh, the big star, Hollywood people or Broadway people and so forth, who do you think is tops there?
4: Oh, gosh, you know... I honestly would not even be able to tell you. I have there. There's so many incredible female artists mm-hmm. out there right now. Um, music-wise, like just female empowerment with like SZA. Um, I can't even think of anyone yeah. else right now. Um, as far as Broadway goes, I wouldn't be able to tell you either. Yeah. I just I'm I I haven't been immersed enough into the theater world and it's so hard it's so hard to you know get into that stuff when you're not seeing it live and you're not right around those people but all right yeah. so
1: what level would you put yourself at and in, in terms of being in the theater are you a novice beginner intermediate what do you want to call yourself
4: I'd say total beginner
1: <laughs> still uh, I yeah after, after uh four shows maybe in the
4: past maybe intermediate yeah. like brushing the surface of intermediate okay. um it's yeah, I like I said in high school, I was a show choir kid. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was into choir, but I never was like opened up to theater, and I I never really like viewed it as something that I was like into until I saw cabaret auditions, and then I started like doing my research, and then of course I I, I watched Glee a ton when I was younger, so seeing Leah Michelle, I guess, would be a good um, okay. person to look up to right. and Funny Girl, but you know that's kind of the stuff that I grew up with and. And, you know, it's, yeah, intermediate.
1: Okay, I'll accept that. And I'm actually, you know, in prior to that, when you were talking about uh, not necessarily knowing uh, any big stars and so forth, I actually liked that answer mm-hmm. uh, because it means you're focused on where you are mm-hmm. and you're looking at the local scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the words that gets used so often on this show is collaboration. Mm -hmm. And you will find that, uh, you know, a number of those people have uh, been in other productions outside of the premier playhouse Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And it's just always so great to see what does take place and to know, like with Casey Schultz, you got a shoulder to lean on Mm -hmm. and uh, so forth. And I I really can't. uh, I'm sure there might be somebody out there, but Mm -hmm. I can't think of anybody that. I wouldn't want to do a project with
4: right you know
1: it's just like you know that's a solid entertainer performer or producer director what have you Mm -hmm. and it's just uh we're we're very very lucky in this community not just that it's collaboration but also the fact that we've got a huge amount of talent
4: right i mean i would have never like if i would have never gone into cabaret or even continued on a young frankenstein i would have no idea because my parents they they go to like the washington Pavilion productions like they have season season tickets for that Mm -hmm. which is wonderful they always have wonderful shows there but i would have never like known that we had such incredible talent in the community because i haven't like been immersed into that community before Mm -hmm. but just like look taking a step back and just looking at all of the people that we have, just even in the Premier Playhouse and Goodnight Theater Collective and all those people around us. It's, it's incredible.
1: All right. Uh, My final two questions are coming up in just a moment, but I have to add with your uh, voice and uh, your outgoingness and so forth. I do karaoke. (laughs)
4: i love karaoke yes i love it um we actually as a cast um well about half of our cast of greece went to karaoke at shenanigans one time when Uh our very own ebony was hosting it and yeah it was it was a hoot and a holler and a half like it was so much fun and i had never gone that hard at karaoke but it was so much fun i love karaoke what's
1: the go-to song for you
4: um uh what's that one um that carrie underwood song Uh, Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. I couldn't think of the name, but that's usually my go-to. That's
1: it. uh, All right. Mine's Mac the Knife.
4: Oh, yeah. 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 Solid.
1: Go for the old standards. Solid choice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Second would be Luck Be a Lady Tonight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I got those two down. (laughs) All right. Final two questions. Sometimes your answer to question number one means we don't need to ask the second one. Mm -hmm. But when you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by?
4: anything on netflix i (laughs) i'm such a huge fan of netflix other than that probably tiktok um you know Mm -hmm. i i spend a lot of my time on there i I find a lot of cat videos always to my sister (laughs) 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 but even just like posting singing videos and stuff it's it's so much fun it's fun how much you can learn on social media
1: oh true and uh beyond that then any other hobbies
4: um Kind of just chilling at home yeah hanging out with my cat i love um you know i at, at work i do uh, the ropes course that's a lot of fun um and just kind of just hanging out
1: okay all right well we're glad that uh you spent eight weeks or plus actually uh you know the last two weekends hanging out at the premier playhouse oh, because yeah. you did a fantastic job as sandy in greece Thank and uh, maddie <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, appreciate it.
4: Yeah, Thank you, Dave, All I appreciate right. you. <laughs>
1: and we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment.
2: Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Check out the new Ceramic Studio in Sioux Falls. Conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. Bisque Studio Time or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today.
0: From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly.
1: Thanks again to those great guests, Jada Fitzsimmons and Maddie Gerhart. And, of course, thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, following on social media. And those cups of coffee, they help out. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 186 episodes, go online, davehollyhour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Art South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly,
0: and for me, every day is a holiday. Day. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics, Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, Xcel Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffett Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment.
1: Thanks for listening.